Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's been a really, really crazy busy week. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I, I've only had time to check Reddit every like every night to see if uh, Disney and Sony had worked out their Spider-Man stuff because I've honestly been really like I can't deal with it. I need it's not good. Okay, Spider-Man's so good. Why would you remove him from the MCU? Doesn't make sense. Money, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm sure they'll work it out. Yeah, I mean they have to, right? (laughs) Well, I think that you can't piss off the internet, right? So as much as like if you remove, so if we remove from the conversation that these are two multi-billion-dollar companies that are waging over billions of dollars, let's move that from the side and just think about it this way: like Sony needs Disney to make Spider-Man good. Disney needs Spider-Man to keep the MCU making sense. Because you can't, yes. like, that's, that's at the end of the day, you've made your bed. I don't care how many billions of dollars you line that bed with, but you just, you gotta figure it out. And I, I, I can't, I'm not saying it's easy, but you gotta figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, and Sony also bought the, um, the studio that made the Spider-Man game, right? So, yeah. I mean, there, Sony's kind of like stacking as many chips in their corner as they possibly can that metaphor didn't really make sense but you know what i mean they're like poker. trying to yeah the poker gambling things holding yeah. cards no that's you know, a, like... a really good point point. and honestly if i had thought of that i wouldn't have felt awkward talking about spider-man but you're right like sony buying insomniac which is a, a developer known more recently yeah for the spider-man game but they've been a their best work is when they're making games exclusive for the playstation uh platform you know ratchet and clank is one of my all-time favorite franchises on the playstation platform and i think insomniac just does their best work when they've got a they've got a platform um on their side in mind yeah yeah, yeah. you know and and that, that being said like i know they made a, an exclusive xbox game in sunset overdrive but it just wasn't the same and yeah i i think sony having exclusive rights over spider-man is is frustrating in some instances but they got it for such a steal that it just it wouldn't hurt them to share everyone's like them sharing has created some of the best content i think a hundred percent like i think the um current mcu treatment of spider-man is the most i've ever been interested in spider-man because spider-man isn't really my jam Mm -hmm. um I just, I've never been, well, I've never been overly interested in comics anyways, outside of, um, well, I mean, I used to read Archie when I was little because it was Archie, but like, um, other than, other than that, like in terms of actual, like super nerd comics, then I, the only thing I really ever paid attention to is X-Men because I love X-Men, but the actual like superheroes, like Superman and Batman, but mm-hmm. a little bit of Batman actually. But in general, like I liked the the TV shows, right? Not necessarily the the comic books. I was never a big comic book reader. So when it actually came down to Spider Man and everyone freaking out when the first Spider Man movie came out, I was just kind of like, meh. Like he's never been my jam. Mm-hmm. But I've been super super enjoying all of the content that they've made as part of the MCU in the past few years because of how well he's tied in, how well he's played in the movies like um oh I'm totally blanking on the actor's name but he does such a great job yeah, Tom Hardy no, Is it no, no wait 
Tom Holland. Holland, that's it. I have Tom Hardy in my head for a reason. We'll talk about it in a second. But uh, yeah, so I did that on purpose. Thanks, thanks. Uh, But yeah, he does a great job, and he's oh my god, he's freaking hilarious in interviews, and I love how it's like when they want him to reveal stuff, the best way to do that is tell him it's a giant secret and he can't talk about it because then he always talks about it. And it just makes me laugh so much. His interviews are great. But yeah, there's some great, um, there's some great compilations out there where it's basically they pair Tom Holland with other MCU actors. And there's, I think like a five minute video of him with Benedict Cumberbatch where Benedict is just going like interrupting him as he's, almost spoiling things it's worth the watch <laughs> i wouldn't blame you if you paused this and got, went and checked that out and then came back and like yeah ryan that was funny so um, <laughs> but yeah so so i do like what they what they've done when sony and disney work together because i think that the most recent outing with spider-man is is the best spider-man content i know a lot of people liked into the spider-verse and i, I thought that was that was okay it was but good I, but it was different like it's not yeah it's, its own beast and i think that it was also lucky. I, I think Venom was also very lucky. I watched Venom and it's like, it's not a terrible film, but it's not the quality that we're used to from the Marvel Universe. And I think that, I think, you know. They're just better together. They are. It's, you know, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. Like both are like, okay on their own. No, they're actually, both fine. They're, they're both fine, <laughs> but put them together. And they're like mind blowing. Yeah. Exactly. I, I <laughs> honestly, I think they'll work this out, and it wouldn't surprise me if they work it out in the near future. With uh, I think there's D twenty three going on right now, um, which is a Disney major Disney fan conference. I mean, you'd be crazy to put your people up in front of Disney's biggest fans and Marvel's biggest fans and not expect some questions. And I think Disney's been very quiet on the Spider Man front. But um, I think you know spider-man exclusivity to bring it back to games like we talked about insomniac being purchased the other issue is the avengers game coming out next season and there was talk that you know spider-man would was hinted at being a character but probably like people are assuming exclusive to the playstation and i remember when i was a kid even though sony had the movie rights to spider-man and, and you know that was their that was their their big hit they still put the spider-man games on the other platforms and i think the when we really look at it, like, yeah, the Spider-Man video game is probably going to be locked down to PlayStation because they now own the developer that made the last successful one. But I hope that they look at the Avengers game and say, okay, maybe PlayStation gets like a two-month exclusivity window or six months even, and then the Xbox and PC version gets Spider-Man as well. Like, I, I think it's just, it's always better when everybody has access to it. I could see if Avengers was a PlayStation exclusive game, that's one thing, but because it's available on everything, I really hope they don't, you know, get money hungry and decide to like lock these characters to specific platforms. I, I get the Spider Man game, it was a PS4 exclusive. I understand that, but I really I really think when you're dealing with comic book characters, it it doesn't make sense to lock it to a specific platform, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. And we'll have to see what happens with all of this, with the purchase of Insomniac and with, mm-hmm. you know, what's actually going to happen with Avengers and stuff. But uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's like not that it's being blown out of proportion, but I do think that they'll find some sort of um, favorable deal for both sides. Like, I, I think they'll work it out. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, the the MCU is just too big for Sony to really like Sony is just doing better because they're associated with the MCU. Yeah, like, so is Sony, Sony that just, dumb? Just, like, yeah, come on. 
come on <laughs> i don't think they're that dumb guys like yeah i'm just saying that for, for myself because i've been kind of panicking this week so i'm glad we had this <laughs> yeah talk. don't don't panic i'm glad i could talk you off the <laughs> okay, ledge right? it's been a week. <laughs> but speaking of tom holland i mean tom hardy yes <laughs> <laughs> so um i ended up picking up this week a game called Telling Lies. And the reason that I picked it up <laughs> is because I literally looked at some of the screenshots and it has video of who I thought was Tom Hardy. Turns out it's not. It's actually Logan Marshall Green, is it? Yes. And uh, honestly, these two were like literally separated at birth. I'm still not convinced that they're two different people. Like, I've never seen them in the same place. I literally thought they were the same person. I mean, how do we know that Logan Marshall Green isn't just like Tom Hardy's uh, pseudonym other name that he acts under? We don't know. Have we they're seen the them? same, Ryan. I, the same. They look very similar. <laughs> and I'm curious, have we seen them in the same room? Is this a Superman Clark so. Kent thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is exactly what is happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Logan Marshall Green, we had a, a bit of a chat pre-show. Uh, we looked him up, and you may remember him. I thought he looked like someone who would be on a doctor show. Turns out that's not his recent work. Yeah, and I was try I was like fighting with Ryan. I'm like, no, he's the dude from Venom. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what are you? That's not Tom Hardy. I just told you his name. And uh, he, they, they look very identical, but he was the shocker. It was There was a Spider-Man connection. He was the shocker number one in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and then he was also, so there's this movie called Upgrade, which is very much like, kind of feels like a, uh, it's a weird movie, but I guess it's the main character who's played by Logan. He gets these, like, he's paralyzed, but he gets these, I think a new like computer spine or something. And it makes him have like karate moves. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> makes him have karate moves. That's the best like line <laughs> ever. I think it, that should just be the tagline for the movie. Look at the trailer. And <laughs> then Robot spine gives me karate moves. <laughs> so pause it again. Look up upgrade on YouTube. Come back to the show. Thank you, Ryan. That was actually, yeah, that was definitely karate moves uh, <laughs> from a, from a new computer spine. I get it. It's all good. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen the movie. I've only seen the trailer, but he definitely gets a new computer in his spine. So, so you guys might wonder why we're talking about actors and why we're talking about sure. movies. And honestly, it's because this game is basically a movie. Yeah. So the, the game telling lies comes from the same developer that created her story. Mm -hmm. Now, Ryan, that's a title you played, right? Yeah, I really liked her story. It's Sam Barton is the developer, uh, or at least one of the lead developers. And her story was about, was very much a uh, F, well, FMV game, so full motion video. Way back in the day, like those were like the very much a norm. And now they're kind of a, you know, dime a dozen, but, or sorry, they're very rare opposite. Um, yeah, that's not what dime a dozen means. <laughs> I was doing so well after karate so moves. close um hey i thought i talked about putting chips in a corner so it's fine <laughs> it's been a week um yeah but it, her story was was basically a, a bunch of fmv and you were like searching through it and it was more of a uh sort of a progression puzzler where you're slowly making your way and piecing the story together and you finish the game once once you figured out the the story right so i'm curious about telling lies if it's similar to her story or if it's more of like a linear narrative sort of experience well it's actually the like complete opposite of a linear narrative so okay. basically um the game starts and i don't want to spoil too too much um so i'm going to be very careful with how i describe all of this but it, it essentially starts with a 
uh, a woman jumping out of a car or a cab. I can't exactly remember. And she's all out of breath and she runs upstairs into an apartment and she sits down at a desk and she opens a laptop. And then that's the entire game is you are, you are a woman. You don't know who you are. You don't know why you're there. You don't know what you're looking at. And you sit down at a laptop and actually the whole time that you're like sitting and watching videos, it's actually a really cool effect because they've essentially like mimicked, mimicked your like desktop. Like the, you spend the whole game staring at like the desktop of a laptop or do you know what I mean? Like of a computer. Yeah. And um, you can actually see the character's reflection in the screen, like as if you are them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really kind of cool. It's like her reflection, the girl who's sitting in watching all the videos, her reflection is always on the screen. So it's kind of a cool effect that really um, ends up like pulling you in and like reminding you that you're you are playing a character while watching all these videos and basically what it is is you are looking at an nsa database of that seems to focus on four specific individuals and their conversations but you're not told anything other than there's like a little text file that comes alongside the database that essentially says, like, uh, you don't have a lot of time. Here's everything I could grab. Uh, do me a favor. And once you're done the upload, destroy the hardware as well. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, okay, I'm I'm looking for something, but you have no concept of what you're looking for. And what you have to do, and I'm not sure because I never played her story, so I don't 100% know. But I did read that there was almost like a timeline you were trying to fill in in her story and then like once you completed the timeline then you finished the game right yeah her story was very uh, quest- yeah question mark no this is what i'm asking you is this oh. is that how her story worked yeah it did it was okay. um there was like a computer so you were searching through a database of footage uh where um uh, an un off-screen character was interviewing the the this woman who was uh, who, who was being interrogated okay. and she wasn't at the start of the game you, you didn't it wasn't sort of stated that she was guilty or you were looking for i think for a missing husband or something and it was a catalog of video where the hard drive had been scrambled and you had to like do search keywords piece the story together so as you found pieces of the video it would fill in the timeline and so on okay so Okay, so this is sort of similar in mm-hmm. that you search the videos by using a timeline. Yeah. Or sorry, um, not a timeline. There's no timeline. Oh. You search the videos based on keywords. Keywords mm-hmm. is what I meant to say. And all the videos are closed captioned. So you can like highlight any of the words from the closed captioning and then search for that term. Oh. But all of the conversations are one-sided because they're essentially uh, all either hidden camera footage or they are like Skype calls, but only like recorded on one side of the Skype call. Hmm. So usually if it's a two-sided conversation, both sides of the conversation exist in the database, but you have to try to like guess at the side you're not hearing in order to try to find the other half of the conversation. So like, in one case, like I was, I was watching a, a video that said something along the lines that, like, the character was like sitting and listening, and that's the thing you're you're doing a lot of like watching and sitting and listening, and so they actually added another feature which lets you scrub through the video, which was like 
a sanity saver because it would be like you and I having a conversation and right now I'm sitting here talking, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if someone was watching a recording of your video, you'd probably, you'd just be sitting there staring at the computer screen, not saying anything, <laughs> right? That's what these video files are. Okay. Interesting. And I mean, that's so you really have neat. the scrub, you have the scrub feature. So you can pretty much like fast forward through all the silent parts of the one-sided conversation. When you... uh, so at one point, a character would be like, bad marriage question mark and then so you could like highlight that and search and then try to find the other side of the conversation be like yeah it seemed like she was a woman in a bad marriage and it's like those two videos go together now you can you can't watch them like over and laying on top of each other or anything like that you still have to watch them one at a time but at least you can see both sides of the conversation and there's like a couple of different clues there's like the video duration will always be the same. And then like the date will always be the same or most of the time, the same um, there. It's all saved on local time. So sometimes the characters aren't in the same time zone. So oh. like it'll, yeah, sometimes it'll, it'll mess with dates and times that way. But if you kind of think about it, you can figure it out and you have to try to piece together what happened between these four characters in order to figure out what the point of the game is. So you're given no direction at the beginning. It's literally mm -hmm. like you sit down and you just like start typing words, basically. <laughs> okay, so this, it feels like it's very much a, a spiritual successor to her story in the sense they've got a bigger budget. And is it like a bigger scope? Because her story was like it's, a $5 game. It was very- Yeah, it's, it's much, much bigger. So, I mean, there's uh, actresses and actors that I recognize. Um, <laughs> Not just pretend recognize. Uh, there's also one of the one of the girls from. Uh, she played um, one of the robots in Westworld. Oh, uh, she wasn't on a hospital show. <laughs> no, she wasn't on a hospital. They just show. all she look on... like ER rejects. I don't know. <laughs> ouch! Ouch! That's but, not a uh, bad yeah, thing. <laughs> like George Clooney was in ER and like he he did fine. Yeah, but would you call him an ER reject? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe that is mean. Yeah, it's a little bit mean. He's a Tom Hardy reject. I don't know. Is that even worse? Oh, my God. I like so... him. He's good. He's fine. <laughs> but basically, um, there's a lot more footage. I played for somewhere between two and a half and three hours to get to the end. Mm. And at the end, there's like a report, basically, that tells you um, like your most frequently watched clip your some of your most frequent search terms um as well as how much footage you were able to upload and there's i i don't really understand how time progresses in the game but you are on a timer and you start the game at midnight and you end the game at a time in the future i don't really want to spoil how much time you have because that how much time you have was was stressing me out a little bit because <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't know when like something was going to happen. It seemed like like because I was told at the beginning of the game, you don't have much time. So I'm like, how much time? But it seemed like sometimes I would look up at the clock and it would be like, you know, five minutes have passed. And then other times I'd look up at the clock and all of a sudden an hour had passed. And I was like, how did that even happen? So how time passes in the game is a little bit convoluted i guess uh, maybe if i'd paid a little bit more attention i would have noticed because like like i said all the all the video clips have duration so i don't know if it just kind of like 
adds the durations together or something or like how much time you've watched. I don't know, because, again, I didn't sit and watch, you know, more than two and a half hours of of video or like I didn't play more than two and a half hours of the game. So I couldn't have watched many, many hours real time. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not 100 percent sure how time passes in the game, but there definitely is like a timer. There's a set amount of time, but there's also an achievement for uploading all of the video clips and I'm not really sure how you would ever watch all the video clips but I think I managed to upload 70 video clips and the report at the end said that that was about half oh. so I was kind of like whoa are you kidding me <laughs> but you got the story is what you're saying like, but you... I, yeah but I did I managed to uh so I I reached the end of the game and I have a fairly good idea of what happened like i'm i'm confident that if like you played the game and then the two of us sat down i could be like okay so here's the basic story this is what happened and i think we'd have the same answer but i think i very much got like there was one character that i didn't discover her videos until like, I'd already finished the game, basically. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, hang on a second. Like, I hit the big, like, oh, my God moment. And this is kind of what I mean about how it's it's completely not linear. Is because, like, I hit the oh, my God moment. And then I, I searched for a name that was mentioned in the oh, my God moment. And that led me to the fourth character who I hadn't seen yet. Hmm. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> That's kind of a weird way of doing things. And then so I kind of worked my way backwards through her parts, but they didn't really add anything <laughs> to like the big overarching story. They probably would have added stuff if I'd found her earlier, but I'd already figured out most of what was revealed in her videos by the time I found her. So oh. like it's it's kind of um, I think I have some big gaps and some blanks, but I don't really think that the blanks and gaps make or break the story. Like I figured out what happened. So Maybe I'm just too smart, too direct for my own good. <laughs> I miss oh. most of the most of the the journey. I don't know, but uh, it sounds it like was, you it was completed it, though, right? Like that's... I do. I feel like I completed it. Yeah, and I haven't like had time to to go and Google or whatever and see if I actually did or not. And there there are some um, achievements I haven't gotten yet, but I mean, I still think that they're. Uh, yeah, I, I feel confident saying that I. I've seen the whole story or I can piece together the whole story. Yeah. I remember. And it was interesting. It was, it was a good story and it was an interesting way to kind of tell a story. Um, but sometimes the, the thing that really I found probably missing the most was like, if you, let's say you searched a term like house, for, for lack of a better example, like, I don't know if that's going to pull up anything. I'm not giving anything away, guys. But let's just say you chose the term house. I'm literally looking at the show notes and Ryan's going to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses again. So that's sure. where the whole word came from. But anyway, so uh, let's say you look in the database for house. Mm -hmm. And then you click on the first video in the series that it shows you. So it'll show you five videos at a time. And it'll tell you, like, there are... By, or there are, say, 14 videos that feature the word house, uh, the five are shown because it will always show you a maximum of five, mm -hmm. which is also kind of interesting information because it shows you in like date order 
So the videos all take place between, uh, it's like an eight month period from kind of like August 2017 until like April 2018. So if, if like you saw all of the, um, all the videos only said 2017, you'd be like, oh, there's, there's more videos like later. And you, so you kind of like understand that there's going to be more videos that use the word house. But in order to access those like remaining nine videos, you have to figure out other keywords that would take you there because you can't like scroll, like the search will only ever show you five videos. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so if you would use the term house and then click on a video, it starts the video at the point in the video where the person says house, which makes sense if you're looking for like very specific information. Right. But so can you scrub it, back to the start of the clip? You can, you can scrub backwards and forwards, but okay. some of the video clips are almost 10 minutes long. Like they oh, kind wow. of range, they range from about 45 seconds to about nine to 10 minutes. And the scrubbing is painfully slow. And there is no way to say like skip forward 30 seconds or skip back or like restart video. It's just this, like you literally like click your mouse button and then like push the mouse left or right, depending on if you want to go forward or backwards. Right. So and it takes forever. <laughs> so if you got a 10 minute clip, because I'm guessing you're going to want to experience, that's the point of the game is to experience. Well, yeah, you want to see the full conversation. Yeah. So do you need to kind of guesstimate a word earlier in the clip? So you start closer to the beginning, then you can watch the whole 10 minute clip. Or were you finding that you were kind of jumping back no, and like forth? No, you have to, you have to like literally like scrub. So if you managed, because this happened to me a couple of times where like I would pick up a conversation that had, you know, a minute left of a 10 minute video is where it would start me. And I'd be like, okay, fine. But I really want to know the context that this term is being mentioned. Mm -hmm. So then you have to sit there and scrub backwards and then like try not, cause it's all closed caption, right? And it's a scrubbing thing. So it shows you everything in like fast backwards motion. <laughs> so you have to like <laughs> not pay attention to the video as it's scrubbing and then like watch it from the beginning if that's what you want to do. And that's my biggest complaint is that there really should have been some sort of like restart the clip button that you could push as opposed to sitting there and trying to fast forward or fast rewind back to the beginning of the clip because it was tedious. It was super, super tedious on mm. the longer clips. A lot of the clips are in the like two to three minute range. So it's not terrible. It takes like maybe 30 seconds. To, it takes about... 30 seconds so about 10 to 15 seconds to rewind a minute of footage so it's still it's pretty slow that um, sounds that does sound painful i don't remember her story i think once you found a clip it started it from the beginning no matter what word you put in right like, yeah exactly and so in this one it starts you on the word which is which is kind of interesting and makes it easier if you're looking for like one or two sentences worth of information or just trying to find the other side of a clip or something. But mm -hmm. man, all the scrubbing started to get to me. But like I said, it was it was an interesting experience. It was a pretty good story. The acting in it was really good. The only problem was um, because they're one sided conversations, there was a lot of silence. But at least like I said, you have the scrub option so you can scrub through it, especially when you've seen the other side. And because it's closed caption, like if you've seen the other side and you know someone is telling a story, say, that's going to take 30 seconds, you can just scrub through that without any problems. You're not missing anything, right? So yeah. it's an interesting concept anyways, and it's definitely um, 
like I said, there's no timeline to fill in. You're on a timer. So you're not necessarily going to get to see and experience absolutely everything, which means it's kind of up to you to figure out what happened and to kind of solve the mystery. So it was a it was a compelling story. It was interesting and it was well acted. Even the times when there was lots of silence, like you could tell it really seemed to me like when they recorded, like they did naturally have a Skype call or something. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. like the the reactions to that the actors had in yeah. their like one sided videos, like they were very their facial expressions were were very well done. It was well acted. I was impressed. Mm, I'm interested. I had no idea this was coming out, and uh, I really liked her story. And I can't. I, I wasn't following the developer to to know they were even working on a on a sequel that was very si or not a sequel, but a second game that was very similar in nature. So I'll have to check I this think out. You'll, I think you'll like this one. This this seemed like quite a Ryan story. <laughs> cool. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm gonna read into that when I play or the maybe game. maybe story story's <laughs> the wrong word. I mean, like a Ryan game. Like, yeah, I think oh, you would, of course. Because I know that you tend to like a lot of the narrative experiences too. So I like. I, smaller, I think you'd enjoy this. Yeah, I like smaller experiences and ones that I can finish in a couple sittings. Because honestly, like when I sink my teeth into a large game, I get a bit obsessive to the point where it's really all I play for a month. So. And afterwards, yeah. I'm just well, like, man, I need a cleanser. And that's the thing about this one is that it was much more of a bite-sized experience than I thought it was going to be. So, mm. I mean, it's still, it's an indie title. It has an indie price tag, but it did just come out a couple days ago. And uh, a couple days ago or today, I can't remember if it was 21st or 23rd. Anyways, it's available right now. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, it, like I say, I played for about two and a half to three hours, which I thought was going to be about half the game. And then all of a sudden I hit the ending and I was like, oh, oh, OK. Um, and there there are scenes in the in the credits, guys. So don't just hit the credits and then go. And then after the credits finish, you have more options in the main menu, like viewing the report of how you did. So um, do watch the credits all the way through. It's it's worth it. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I was surprised that I got to the point of the like hitting basically hitting the end of the timer i was like oh already okay <laughs> i thought i had more time <laughs> mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely um a pretty bite-sized game and i think again i'm not sure how time passes i might have somehow advanced the timeline in a way that you won't like i don't know if i figured everything out and ended up with like the shortest possible like real time gameplay time or what but uh, yeah it only it only took me about two and a half hours so it's definitely a bite-sized experience might take you shorter it might take you longer i don't really know i kind of want to go through and and play through again but it's also the kind of game where it's like okay if i know what the end game is and i know like even characters names like you can search by absolutely anything so even knowing characters names will help you find videos right so I'm just like, do I know too much to do a second playthrough? I don't know. <laughs> mm, maybe. Like, it sounds like you, at this point, you have a couple options. You can start from scratch or you can go in and just kind of clean up the rest of the clips you hadn't seen, right? But Yeah, I don't know if you can do that because it kind of gives you the option to, well, there is a big continue button. And I didn't hit the continue button because it was time to come and record the show. <laughs> but um, there's also a, like, delete game file, basically, option. And so that I think is like the restart option, right? So, so I'll I'll go in and and try to figure out exactly what those things are, and maybe give a, a final 
telling lies review <laughs> next week. Sure. But uh, I definitely got it. Although, like, I hit the timer, saw the credits. I just haven't seen what it's like to to hit the continue button. So we'll yeah. see. I think once you played her story and finished it, like there was no reason to go back. So yeah, it's yeah. Seems Whereas like, like a similar... I, I know that I only watched half of the available video clips. So like I said, there's probably some gaps I could fill in. But I'm kind of like, do I feel like I don't understand what happened? Not really. Even though I'm missing half the clips, I kind of filled in the blanks myself, and maybe I'm totally wrong. But um, again, like I said, I did see the very last available video clip. So I know I got there. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyways, that's telling lies. It's a it's a full motion video game. It's super cool. Uh, you guys should check it out if it sounds interesting. It's a good story. Cool. I'm going to check it out for sure. So what have what have you been playing this week? Well, uh, as I alluded to, and you alluded to, I've been playing some more Fire Emblem Three Houses, but I'm happy to report that I have finished the game. Uh, Yay! Yeah, I beat the the Black Eagle Strike Force path. Uh, I finished it. And, you know, some of the thoughts I had last week, they, they remained. It was very tough to go forward. You're, you know, you're essentially uh, taking out a lot of people who were, you know, quote unquote, good guys before before you chose a specific path. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but what I did want to kind of share tonight was the fact that this is probably the first time that I think a new game plus seems to be reasonable for me to actually jump back in. Uh, you know, not only because there are multiple paths you can do, but when you start new game plus, you're offered some extra sort of perks uh, in order to make your new game plus playthrough a little more enjoyable. So, I don't know if you've ever, you know, indulged in a new game plus before, but for me, the the notion of going back into a 40 plus hour game, because they're mostly like open world games, uh, and going through it again, even though you're with your advanced powers and stuff, that just, you're just playing the same game again, right? It doesn't really appeal to me, especially if I have limited time even to just play through once. Yeah, play. honestly, I don't even know what you're talking about when you say new game plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what, well, what other what other games have featured this? Because so, I have never noticed it. <laughs> okay, so new game plus is essentially a mode where you, rather than starting a new game and just starting from scratch, it takes your previous completed save file and kind of imports some of your character data into a new game. So, okay, uh, new game plus. I'm trying to think of a, you know, it's it's been. It's kind of the replayability sort of aspect of, of games these days. Uh, a lot of games get New Game Plus added, you know, after launch as, as some free DLC. I believe God of War had it. Spider-Man had it. Um, I'm trying to think of other games that would have would have had it. It's a common mode, but honestly, for you and I, it's not the way we play games. It's not really something that, that catches our eye. Um, I was going to say, the only thing... Oh, I guess I never actually finished it. I was going to say, the only things that I've really gotten close to finishing lately would be Days Gone, but I never actually finished that final Horde battle, so I never beat the game. <laughs> I just yeah. I dropped it like a hot potato. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I don't know if Days Gone has a new game plus, but honestly, it would fit but that's in with the that only one. Plus. that's the only one that I've played to completion recently. Sure. Uh, most of the time, I mean, I'm playing either games as a service, like, you know, the WoWs and Hearthstones and the Dead by Daylights of the world, or yeah. I'm, you know, 
playing little indie titles like Telling Lies, or if it is a big open world game, I usually get enough in to kind of experience it, talk about it on the show, and then most of the time I don't go back to it, I'll be totally honest. So a game has to really grab me. So I'm not surprised that I've never uh, come across New Game Plus because it's not really the way that I game right now anyway. Oh, and and I'm the same way, but uh, but specifically with Fire Emblem Three Houses, I was always you know interested in the other paths because they are very different stories. Specifically, once you reach Part Two, you're basically it is a very different path. Um, and with New Game Plus, what it allows you to do it is it unlocks this journal that allows you to unlock uh, progress faster using what's known as Renown Points. So Renown Points was something you were rewarded as you finished like Paralog and other types of missions in the game, and you would use them to upgrade these uh, statues in the monastery that would give you bonus points to in when you're tutoring your, your students in like XP, specific like riding skills, lance skills, that sort of thing. And there were four statues and they did a bunch of different stuff. So in New Game Plus... What it does is it keeps your progress on those statues and brings them over. Therefore, as you're instructing your students, they're actually learning faster because you've got those perks, but also allows you to use that extra renown to unlock, you know, support conversations with characters. So when you're recruiting other characters from other houses, it helps if your support level with that character is B, B or above. So if it's B or above, those characters will actually come to you and say, hey, you're the cool teacher. I want to join your house. Um, And that's a major win for me because one of the core issues I had with my first playthrough is that I had to kill everybody because I wasn't cool enough for them. So I had to, you know, I had to take them out. (laughs) So obviously you had to take them out. That makes perfect sense. Sounds exactly like Harry Potter. (laughs) It sounds really bad. But like I said, I'm pretty sure I was playing Slytherin. Like, let's let's be honest here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So I'm, I haven't really got much farther, you know, into new game plus, but I was kind of exploring the different options. You can also use your renown to unlock a specific professor level. Uh, you're always capped at what you had in your previous game, you know, because it imported your save. But for example, I, when I finished the game, I was at professor level B plus, which means I had, you know, more ability points to be able to teach more students during the instruction mode. I had more battle points, so I was able to do more battles uh, to gain XP. Um, And I also had more um, professor points, which allowed me to do stuff during during free roam, you know, and interacting with my students, increasing support levels, that sort of thing. So that all being said, when you start a new path, you can unlock your, you know, professor level and unlock specific recruit... um, support conversations to make sure that when you're playing through this new path you have some of the characters that you really liked from the previous path because you've you just have to spend some renown and suddenly they're your best buds so i'm kind of happy that i'll be able to experience a new path with all new students and be able to recruit some characters that i really liked from the black eagle path so I kind of so get you don't have to kill your friends exactly and i don't know if maybe the golden deer path which is what i'm playing right now uh maybe maybe that one doesn't involve killing all your friends but hey it's fire emblem i guess we'll i'm pretty sure it includes killing all your friends so (laughs) (sighs) but yeah i'm gonna try to recruit some some characters as they go but honestly i i've kind of fallen a bit off it because honestly i played like 60 hours (laughs) pretty much straight for the last month and i'm like i think i'm i'm gonna take a little bit of a break (laughs) 
but I am still I'll excited. Have to, to play. I'll have to remind you to to go back to it because I know that's what's going to happen. You're going to get distracted by other things and forget to go back to Three Houses. So well, I'll remind you because I'm interested to know yeah. how the other campaigns play out. Yeah, I'm going on vacation next week and I'll be out at, at a cottage. I don't have a cottage, but I'll be at someone's cottage. I don't know who it is. Um, I honestly don't. But uh, I'll be bringing my Switch. I'll probably be playing Fire Emblem. So let's be honest. It's going to happen. <laughs> Well, what about Mutant Year Zero? You've got that down as something on Twitch or on Twitch on Switch. <laughs> yeah, I I got a review code for Mutant Year Zero on Nintendo Switch, which launched, uh, I think, late July. And this is pro- I'm gonna come right out and say this: the reason it took me so long to play it is because all I was playing was Fire Emblem. But Mutant Year Zero was a game that came out on Xbox and PC late last year, and I dabbled with it on Game Pass, but never really got into it. But I like the idea of it. It's kind of a... So you play as these mutants. Um, you start off the game with a mutant pig and a mutant duck. Uh, the world has been... <laughs> yeah, so the world has been put into an apocalyptic state. Most of humanity has been wiped out. What remains are these small settlements of, of characters. There are some humans, but every, but they just appear to be like mutant humans. So there's kind of a mix of like you know, animals and uh, humans that have special powers and have, like, I think I recruited someone who had, like, these weird horns or something. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting game where you are the, you are the stalkers, and that's going to be important to remember because I believe I was playing the game completely wrong right up until maybe the last hour that I played before before we came on the show here. So the point of the game is you're trying to find... Hammond, which is this like famous stalker who's kind of gone out on his own. We don't know where he's going, but we have to find him because he's like very important to the Ark, which is the last sort of settlement of these mutants. And below the Ark and in the zone, they call it, there are a bunch of these um, marauders. And I don't know what they're like. I think that's one of the units, but they're the bad guys. And they're kind of like rabid human sort of zombie types. And... What you do is it's kind of like XCOM style, but you're able to freely control your characters out of combat. But once you enter combat, it's a grid-based, turn-based uh, game. So that right so there kind is of like Mario and Rabbids? Yeah, a little bit. Like Mario and Rabbids had, you know, these... You were walking around freely, but then you got to a specific map and that engaged the battle mode. So it was very separate. Mm. In this, you were walking around the map stealth so you go into a stealth mode you you hit a button you go into stealth and you kind of creep around the map and you can see the 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 edges in which where the car- the enemies can see so you kind of want to sneak around and get into a, a a good position so what i was doing as i was playing and dying a lot uh is i was going in and it's like okay this seems like a good position to start the battle because i thought well that's how this should work it's like XCOM. you start the battle enemies come to you you take them out but I kept getting overwhelmed. Characters would continuously, enemies would continuously just take me out, take me out. And, you know, you could use med packs to revive your characters, but those costed resources that were very minimal. It's the apocalypse. So what you're finding right. on the ground is what you got. Uh, so as I was progressing, I was like, why is this game just tearing me apart? It's really difficult. And then I remembered the game your characters are called stalkers so i finally that switch you know clicked on in my head where it's like oh wait i have to separate the enemies from and then take them out one by one 
because I'm a stalker. Uh, <laughs> so essentially what it turned into was, as I was playing like sort of the last hour before we started, was as a core group, you kind of monitor the enemy's movement. And then as someone pulls away, you're, you have these weapons that are silenced and they're all noted. Some of them are noted as silenced. And usually those ones, depending on the weapon, they might not be as powerful as an unsilenced weapon. But if you use your abilities strategically, you can take out enemies one by one, making the encounter much, much easier. Um, so that's, I learned that pretty, not late in the game, but I'd say after a few hours of kind of like, Later uh, than you would have hoped. <laughs> yeah, there's not, they don't, they don't sugarcoat this one. Like they kind of throw you in and there's a bit of tutorial, but they don't really, there's not that traditional tutorial. It's like, hey, this is how you need to play this game. And I'm finding more and more games are doing that where they're not holding your hand, which is fine. But there were a couple moments combined with the fact that I think the Switch version is a little buggy. I, I've never had a Switch game crash and this one's crashed maybe four or five times as I, was, as I was playing it. So that combined with the gameplay not really clicking at, at first was a bit of a deterrent to keep going. Um, but then once it clicked that, oh, I'm a stalker, I started to, you know, take enemies out of their comfort zone, take them out and then move forward from there. And suddenly I was, you know, wiping a whole area, no problem. Um, and, you know, as your characters, they get more powers and stuff. They get more powerful um, as you level up. So that that's been helping too. But early on in the game, it really pays off to use the stealth strategically and take out enemies one at a time. And that's something that the game tries to illustrate but i don't think like, it's easy to miss especially when you play a lot of XCOM and mario vs. rabbits like me where you are op and you're just taking things out one by one you know i see mm -hmm. i don't know i it doesn't really sound like my jam but i'm glad that you're getting into it <laughs> i you know i like it i really do and i think this game you know anyone who's played XCOM or liked XCOM and wants more of that you know, gritty take, uh, where it's, it's, you know, if you, if you get spotted, you're, you're in trouble. Like it is, it's got an edge to it. That's quite difficult. So you have to be mindful of that side of things. But I think this is a game that I think Matt would enjoy and it's on game pass too. So it's very easy to check out and it's got a cool art style and a very, you know, cool atmosphere as well. Um, a lot of the characters are, are really well developed and, and set up in a way where you feel like they've, They've got rapport, you know. I don't know their names, but one's a pig and one's a duck. But <laughs> I think they're one's such named... great characters after no. hours of playing. I don't know their names, but one, you know, one is actually named so Duck. Ducks. <laughs> All his, right. His name's Ducks, and I think the other one's Bromlin or something. And then I found another character. Uh, I can't remember her name, but I remember <laughs> the first two. You're so nailing it. So nailing. I'm not it. good with names. It's not the game's fault. <laughs> oh man. If you guys like what we're putting together here, you can go over to patreon.com slash the gamers and just help support the show. We very much appreciate each and every one of you. Our topic of the week this week, obviously, is going to be Gamescom 2019. So, uh, Ryan, what was your big standout from Gamescom this week? Because I went on Pixels uh, yesterday and mm -hmm. talked to Patrick about Gamescom, and we kind of both agreed that it was a little bit... Um, 
I lackluster, I guess. And I think for me, it was because it was a lot of either stuff that we had already seen at E3, which which does happen quite often is, you know, it's first introduced at E3 and then we see like gameplay and stuff at Gamescom. But it seemed like either things that we had all already seen or just like more of the same, like Orcs Must Die 3 and such and such a thing too, and mm-hmm. lots and lots and lots of sequels and, and rehashing of things that we'd already seen. So were there any real big standouts for you at the show this year? I, well, I mean, before I talk about that, I think that really the missing piece of Gamescom that we normally have is some sort of Blizzard announcement. Blizzard well, has yeah, always I was kept say, something. Yeah, Blizzard, this is the first time in a long time that they haven't been at Gamescom, and... I think that they're saving their big announcements for BlizzCon this year because mm. well they learned their lesson. They were <laughs> Yeah, they were so heavily criticized last year for essentially holding a BlizzCon for no reason. Like there were no big announcements. They had some esports, but a lot of their esports have e- had even moved away from BlizzCon, so it was kind of like why are you even doing this? And so they had a lot of criticism last year. And so decided to pull out of Gamescom this year. And I agree. That's And I didn't really want to bring it up because I know not everybody is a huge Blizzard gamer. But Blizzard definitely um, brought the hype to the show. I mean, they're they're one of the biggest publishers out there, right? So it's, it's hard to, to discount what they bring to the show when they announce new big new patches or content or expansions or, or what have you. So... Um, them moving out of Gamescom and deciding to do it all at BlizzCon in November was probably great for BlizzCon, not so great for Gamescom. So, yeah, that was the big thing that was missing for me this year, for mm-hmm. sure. But I also play and cover quite a few Blizzard Blizzard titles, so I wasn't sure if I was like feeling that because of of who I am and what I what I do for work, or mm-hmm. if if that was uh, felt across the board. <laughs> I I think you know I. I like Blizzard games, and a lot of people like when new games are announced or new properties or even new updates are announced. And I think really for Gamescom, I was looking for, you know, Warcraft 3 Reforged to see when that that would have been the perfect timing. So the fact that that wasn't announced at Gamescom, I feel like we're probably not going to see that until BlizzCon, um, which is unfortunate because I thought that was releasing in the summer. But I I think it's... It's more about just expecting a big announcement from a large publisher because Blizzard usually skips E3 and Gamescom's the next big thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. Like we we forced Blizzard to hold everything till BlizzCon. Like that's that's not we the royal we in, th- in terms of gamers that got really upset. You know, when at a fan event they only announced a couple of things. But yeah, pr- primarily it's a fan event. But um, yeah, I think for Gamescom. I, if we're talking about new experiences, I think the thing that looked neat was Disintegration, which uh, is from the Halo co-creator. I don't, again, terrible names. I don't know his name. I just know that they said it's the co-creator of Halo. But it's it's about (laughs) some robots that are, I think, trying to save humanity. It's hard to tell, but it's got some humor. There's some humor in there where the robot's like kind of talking to his motorcycle and another robot comes in and says, you two need to be alone. And he's like, I'm just doing a pre-flight check it seems really kind of tongue-in-cheek and i'm hoping it's kind of a single player game it didn't seem like it was a it was a multiplayer like it might be a co-op type experience but it definitely looks kind of cool like i like the designs of the robots and stuff uh, it, it's very much a, it reminds me of some of the steampunk uh or the steam quest no no, no what are they called steam dig kind of, what was the what are those games called 
they're like a specific franchise like steam steam digs there's a word missing in there anyways we'll come back to i it. i was gonna say i have no like i'm trying to help i want to help i know i'm, <laughs> I'm dying here steam, talking about. steam world i did it steam world kind of looks like the steam world characters <laughs> but in 3d all right move on okay. what else you got <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm just looking at the at the disintegration <laughs> so this stuff is it's like a first person shooter right it's definitely looking like a first person shooter which would make sense with you know the halo pedigree but i think that it looks really snazzy and i do love a good uh, you're playing as a robot with humor so i'm i really want to see this thing come come to fruition and it really it, it was an announcement i think i don't think it's been announced prior so it it's really nice to see some new games being announced uh at such a large event but yeah disintegration looks neat and i think folks should check out the trailer for sure uh for me i mean the, the big question going into gamescom for me was death stranding i was uh -huh. like They've got to tell us more, right? The the release date is coming. It's it's imminent. So fill in the gaps. And oh, was it just me or were there no real gaps filled in? No, there weren't. They actually created more gaps in the sense that there was phantom breastfeeding. So I don't know what to think about this game. Don't forget the peeing. There, there was I, also the peeing. I did not see the peeing. <laughs> I only watched the mama trailer. Um... And I was like, I'm good. Oh, well then, Ryan, you're missing out. <laughs> Am I? I? I, You know no. what? I don't mind. I think I think we've only seen uh, that actor, Norman Reedus, pee a couple times on The Walking Dead. So if we have a pee <laughs> on demand button, uh, that's it does. Good. It does seem like urination is going to be a thing that you can just do. <laughs> it does stranding. So yay. Is it like um, Waterworld where you have to pee on things and then turn it back into water and then? Well, it kind of... Um seem to dictate or like showcase i guess Sorry. is a better word uh <laughs> ryan oh my god i know Grow up i am uh, i'm already grown up it's fine keep going it seemed to showcase uh at least part of how you will interact with other players yeah because um it seemed like if everybody peed in the same place it would grow a mushroom or something what? no okay yeah, you're like now here like I'm folks at home i haven't watched the trailer so i am calling <laughs> shenanigans and i'm gonna go watch the trailer after this and we're gonna see you're telling me that it's a co-op game where people pee well it's not like it's not like co-op co-op okay. but they have talked in the past about how like my actions in my game will like influence the world somehow because right. everyone's connected it's all super vague dude like i don't yeah. know how it works but it seemed like if we all pee at the same time we're gonna grow mushrooms did okay? they show the mushroom <laughs> like they showed oh. the mushroom being grown yes, yes. are you sure so i'm just <laughs> saying that it seemed like um and uh, so again i don't know because it does seem and they have said that um different player the game's all about connections mm -hmm. and so different players will influence other players worlds so kind of like but dark don't souls know, and like messages you can leave for other characters like maybe i don't know that's no one knows can i <laughs> we're just all connected air quotes and so i don't know if it's like am i connected is my world connected to like just my friends on the platform is it connected to 
everyone playing in North America? Is it connected to everyone in the world who's playing this game? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm only more confused. The more things they show me, the more confused I get about this game. <laughs> I is this game gonna be good or is I it just gonna be know! confusing? <laughs> and I'm not saying like a game has to be you know st- like stellar AAA, like spider-man god of war that sort of thing for it to be to 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 sell well and to be wildly celebrated but i have a feeling like this one is it gonna just be wacky and weird and that's the cool part about it or is it going to be actually fun to play because from what i've seen yeah wild and wacky crazy story crazy great looking you know actors that are you know portraying you know digital characters great performances on that side however is it gonna be fun to play? I don't like. I just haven't seen that yet, um, and I'm curious. That's where I'm curious. I really need to see some reviews where they they talk about the gameplay and not just sort of the weird and wacky world of of Hideo Kojima. You know, I just I, I literally know. I just put a link in the show notes to an article talking about synchronized peeing to make mushrooms mechanic. All right. Well. <laughs> that happened oh i can't watch it because then everyone will hear it but yeah i'll watch it after i trust you i'm just i found it for you i thank you you. and for everybody else who has not watched all of the death stranding content coming out of gamescom yeah i'm telling you you can pee with your friends and make mushrooms (laughs) as if that clears anything up about the game clears everything (laughs) up because i want to pee uh yeah i don't know um What a weird game. Like, honestly, you could have talked about anything else from those trailers and I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. But for some reason, like mass peeing, you know, just does not (laughs) compute. I don't know why. What is he getting too much iron? And that's like what just makes everything grow real fast. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. Why would the mushrooms grow? No one understands. No, no one understands. But that's what I mean, that this... this this seems to be a game all about connections, but I don't understand what that actually means. They talked about, you know, like connecting nodes on the map and stuff. And I, yeah, I just, I just don't know. I'm very, very curious to see reviews when this thing actually comes out, because I feel like people are going to have to actually get like 50, 60, 70, 80 hours in this game before they even have the remotest clue of even what the gameplay is like. I feel like even the gameplay isn't going to be consistent, like, location to location and hour to hour, because it just seems like it's all over the place. And all over the place could be interesting and creative, or it could be one giant mess. Like, I have no idea. It could just be a giant, confusing mind F. And does that make a good game? I don't know. But I am not getting this on release. I'm going to wait and see, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, watch some streams or something, because... I just, I can't get behind this. I know a lot of people are freaking out, but I'm just like, I do not understand what this game is. So I'm just going to not. <laughs> I, I need to see, yeah, I need to see people's reactions to this. I'm, I live for that, but I, I, it's not a, it's not my kind of game. Like, I'm not a big Hideo Kojima fan. Like, Metal Gear Solid, it is what it is, but it's a game, it's a franchise I've always appreciated from afar, you know, through other people who who enjoy it. So for me, it's like, I'm willing to watch this one from the outside. That's fine. Fair enough. Um, Speaking of watching things, and maybe this is just the headspace that I'm in, but 
the one that really caught my eye, and I don't know if this is if this was previously announced or if this came out of nowhere, but it's another FMV game, and it's called Erica, and it looks so cool because it's almost looks like a murder mystery, which I I mean, true crime is so my jam, and obviously this isn't true crime, but still, I uh, I love like just crime shows and. All that kind of stuff. So I'm really, really interested in this. It looks so freaking cool. And it must just be like I'm in I'm in the like FMV type headspace right now that I'm just like, yes, give me like two to three hour narrative game experiences I'm in. So uh, Erica, which uh, launched on the same day that it was kind of talked about and announced on the opening day of Gamescom. So I haven't had a chance to get in and play it yet, but I do plan on it. Mm-hmm. And this is a PlayStation exclusive? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked really cool. And it looks... I like um, story-based, you know, FMV games. You know, I think they're... Any story-based game, really. Like, And it looks like it's got a... It's top-notch, you know, acting and shot quality. Like, I watched a little bit of the trailer. And yeah, no, it looks really cool. Do you know, like, the base story of it? Or is it just, like... There's just a girl named Erica, and she's kind of walking around. Stop. Yeah, honestly, I don't like I know that there's like a lot of choices and stuff and you seem to have like a something happens to you and you've got like a cop buddy who you're mm. kind of helping kind of um, he's taking care of you maybe at the beginning. I don't know. Honestly, it's hard to hard to kind of tell what's going on, but it looks like creepy. There were some shots that look almost like a cultish. I, I think it's kind of like a, a crime horror type type of game, but honestly, I I really don't know. But it just it looks really cool and fun and creepy and yeah. So I'm I'm super interested in this. And she kind of reminds me, like not so much in like the promotional shot angle, but she reminds me of uh, the girl that played Daenerys in yeah, Game of Thrones. Amelia she kind of looks like Dan- yeah. She kind of looks like her. Definitely, I can. I'm see all it. about the. I'm all about the lookalikes today. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So we got Tom Hardy in one game. We got Amelia Clark in the other. I think. We're yeah. On a, exactly. It's a good path. Hollywood uh, really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Anything <laughs> else that that caught your eye from Gamescom that you want to talk about before we wrap up? Yeah. Like quickly, I saw the trailer for Darksiders Genesis, and I think a lot of people were feeling like, oh, this is a spinoff to Darksiders, and, and it very much so is. It's um. So Genesis is a sort of Diablo esque action RPG isometric. Uh, game for Darksiders, but I actually watched the trailer with some gameplay with uh, War and Strife, and it actually looks like a lot of fun. I dig the aesthetics of Darksiders, and I like the gameplay of Diablo, so I'm really interested to see if they can take the story of Darksiders and apply it to the gameplay of Diablo, because that was my favorite part about Diablo was the story, but it's kind of not the point, because the story is so minimal, and then really what's you're paying, playing like 10 hours of story, but really to play a thousand hours of Diablo gameplay. And that's not really my thing. So if Darksiders Genesis can offer, you know, a more balanced sort of plate with story and gameplay, um, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it. So, uh, and it's the first game where we get to play as Strife, which uh, I don't believe he's been in, in any of the games. I definitely know you haven't played as him yet. So it's the fourth horseman, right? Uh, yeah, it's the fourth horseman. So Strife is the one that showed up at the end of three. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm um, I'm slightly interested because um, sorry, Thrall just <laughs> jumped up on my lap and he's still got his cone on and 
is it it's a felt fe- cone because it looks like yeah okay. well yeah it's kind of like it is it's like a stiff fabric almost like really stiff jeans i don't know but uh yeah he he just thrall says hi you guys hi, <laughs> but he he had yeah he has his front leg operated on so i'm trying to like baby him and still do the show but anyways he's fine he says hi um He's stepping on my mixer. Oh, God, Thrall, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, got distracted. Um, Yeah, I'm excited that Strife is coming. I'm glad that they're doing more Darksiders. Yeah. It is not my kind of game, though. I probably will just see what the... um, Like, again, maybe watch streams, just read a wiki or something, like try to figure out what the story is that they're telling. Because um, I'm not 100% sure if this is like an actual like Darksiders 4 in terms of story or is this a whole new strife and war you know prequel type thing like I don't know where this fits into the story of of the Darksiders franchise yeah because I'm pretty sure in Darksiders 2 and 3 war has been captured and is held captive um I don't know for certain correct I haven't finished 3 but I know at the beginning of 2 and 3 definitely uh war is still captured. Now strife is nowhere to be found. I don't know the context of him showing up in 3, so I would hazard a guess that Genesis takes place maybe either cuz Darksiders 1 starts right after the apocalypse and I am imagining that the apocalypse is still ha- happening here. I, I honestly don't know for certain, but if I guessed, I would say that this is after Darksiders 1 but before the events of war being captured because I Pretty sure at the end of Darksiders 1, he was still kind of free, right? Like he hadn't been captured yet, so to speak. I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. This, the gameplay and the storyline of the Darksiders franchise has never been linear. And that's probably one of my least favorite parts about the franchise is that they're so bad at just continuing to tell the story. It always feels like you're you're kind of two steps forward one step back with the yeah it is a little bit because they're telling the story of the four all four of the horsemen right so they're telling things that are happening from the different or like what what each of them are up to and sometimes it pushes the story forward a little bit sometimes it retreads things and Mm -hmm. they're happening like all at the same time almost it's uh yeah it's it's really it's an interesting way to tell a story but uh yeah i'm not sure how it's how it's all gonna end up or how the or how genesis fits into everything again gonna have to google the wiki stuff yeah there's (laughs) probably a timeline article out there that explains all of this and i'll yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have to go look up the darksiders timeline for sure All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch up with us on over on our Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord, or you can email the show info at gamersinpodcast.com. You can also visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Brian is Dar Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash The Gamers In and are available after the fact over on Twitch. Thanks for staying at The Gamers In. Tune in next week. Bye, everyone. Here we go.